Welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com. I'm your host, Dr. Todd Curtis. The following is a portion of my February 3rd, 2014 interview on iCannabisRadio.com, where I spoke with hosts Georgia Edson and Jeremy DePinto about a number of issues around airline travel and recreational marijuana. iCannabisRadio.com is based in Colorado, and this conversation took place about a month after the state legalized the sale and consumption of recreational marijuana. So once again, we are trying desperately to talk to Todd Curtis from airsafe.com. And he has a travel website that helps you navigate um, safe travels and has things like, you know, what to do if you've got certain issues traveling with kids, those kinds of things. And, And he has addressed the issues of traveling with marijuana. Very nice. Thank you. It's amazing that there are issues. I mean, it's almost embarrassing. Oh, he's calling us. Hello. Todd, thank you so much. You're live on the air. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Sorry about all those technical difficulties. Looks like the Skype uh, contact was solid as a rock, then poof, it you know, was gone. Yeah. Somehow, somehow your, your phone kept disconnecting our computer. <laughs> he's, he's blaming you for our, we had a power, little power uh, surge or power <laughs> outage, and he's blaming well, you. Well, I do have a bit of full disclosure here. At one time in my early career, I did work at the National Security Agency, so perhaps there's a connection. Goddamn. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I kid you not. All right, Todd. So I'm going to ask the question differently because every time I've asked the question in, in the same way, something bad has happened. So how did you start airsafe.com? Well, it was a very uh, simple thing. I was at, at Boeing. I was a safety engineer involved in a variety of engineering tasks. This is uh, right before the development for the 777 started. And I came on board as sort of like a statistical uh, kind of guy. And I was doing a lot of analyses of accidents and incidents. And I would get the same basic questions all the time from people at work, people at dinner parties, etc. Hey, Todd, when's the last time this plane crashed? Or, hey, Todd, when's the last time, you know, something, something happened with this airline? Yeah. The Internet was just coming on board. We'd barely gotten it at the office. This was back during the old uh, Mosaic browser days. And around about 95, I thought, you know, A, I'm tired of answering these questions all the time. And yeah. B, this internet thing might actually be, be going someplace. Let me put together a website Ooh. and answer these questions and see where it goes. Excellent. And it's uh, going on 18 years now. Um, so some of the tabs on your site, um, like you said, are the plane crashes and recent crashes and... Um, and rates and crashes by model, um, things about baggage and carry-on baggage and, and traveling with kids and security and those kinds of things. Um, so, so how did you determine the, the kinds of information that you were going to share? Obviously, some of it was because the questions you kept getting, um, but clearly you've really expanded on that. Yes, indeed, and, and it's a chicken and egg sort of thing. I, I write the questions because there's an interest in it. And I also write the questions because I think there'll be an interest in it. And I also write the questions because, hmm, I see an area here where there is nothing much being written about it in the aviation world. There's obviously interest in general, not about the specific uh, 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 topic, Mm -hmm. but if I write about it in an aviation context, maybe I'll get some traction. And uh, frankly, uh, recreational marijuana was one of those. That is, clearly, there's going to be an interest in people traveling, in part because of this in Colorado and Washington State. And just as clearly, the FAA and TSA have a bare minimum of real-life information out there for passengers, but not a whole lot of very practical information. 
And of course, having written about baggage issues and security issues and TSA issues for years, I said to myself, there's some nuances here that both the TSA would appreciate and the average passenger would appreciate to make their trip a whole lot smoother. So so tell us a little bit about um, what you would tell travelers about traveling with cannabis. The biggest thing I would tell people is just to plan ahead. Plan ahead in the sense of understand what the rules are when you get on the ground there. And there may be a few people out there who are thinking, great, I can go and buy cannabis. It's legal. The government says you can sell it in Colorado. I can take it back home with me. And again, they may hear it from one or two people saying, well, you can't take it across state lines. But as with a lot of other things when it comes to public education, it's not a question of getting the right message to someone. It's a question of getting the right message to them all the time, different ways, different venues, you know, subtle and, and polite reminders here and there so that it becomes something that's second nature. They don't have to think twice about it. And I think that the FAA is saying, well, you can't take it past the TSA and take it on an airline, but except for Colorado Springs and Denver, you can apparently legally take it in the non-secure areas of airports. Now, from my perspective, looking at safety issues for years, if you have that sort of two-sided message, well, gee, if you step across this line in the airport, you can do it. You don't step across that line, you can't do it. That sort of thing is confusing. And when there is a potential for confusion, that's where the opportunity for education happens. Yeah. So, so is there a legal way at all to fly, aside from, as you said, from Colorado Springs to Denver, um, to fly with cannabis? I believe that, uh, and again, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I don't play one on the Internet. I believe there is a legal way to fly with marijuana within the state of Colorado, at least within the state of Colorado. That is, if you have your own private aircraft. The TSA and the FAA clearly ban it from commercial airlines, but I've seen no rule that said anything about private air transport, if you have your own Cessna or your own Learjet, for that matter. Now, once you fly across state lines, I think that the basic rules for interstate transportation of marijuana would still apply. That is, it doesn't matter what the state laws are. You cross the state line by any means. It's clearly a federal violation. What is not clear to me is whether or not you can fly in a private aircraft within a state like Colorado or Washington and do it legally. So it, barring that, barring that, you're basically out of luck. Yeah. So, so for the most part, the answer is no. That's correct. And one of the things I thought about when I thought through the whole process of, gee, what if I'm an average person? Right. Let's say someone who, and I defined it on the website, a novice user. Yeah. Someone who hasn't used it in several years. In many cases, people haven't used it since the 70s or the 80s. They, they think, well, gee, I used to smoke marijuana back then. I know how to handle myself. Well, hypothetical. You land in Colorado, you buy your quarter ounce, and you use up half of it. The flight leaves in a couple hours. You think to yourself, oh, I got the nice, convenient edible marijuana. I'll just uh, you know, have my chocolate squares or whatever and go to the airport. Well, edible marijuana may kick in an hour or so after you take it. You might go through security just fine. You get and sit down on the airplane. Suddenly, you're intoxicated to the point of being a hazard to the other passengers and the crew. Mm-hmm. And that's no different than, well, geez, should you drink like a fish before you get on an airplane? That's right. For the same reason, you shouldn't. But again, if you don't plan out your trip and you sort of leave all the recreational stuff to the very end, you run the risk of having that pressure of, well, gee, I either use it or lose it. That's right. Um, Have you heard that airports are putting up what they call amnesty boxes 
Um, and it is a box where you can, at the airports, um, put your extra marijuana. No one has talked about what happens with that product when they, uh, when it's put in the amnesty box, other than it's no longer on your person. You don't have to worry about it. Um, but then someone then picks it up and does something with it. Well, it depends on who's doing the picking up because, again, I hear stories, official and otherwise, of what happens to contraband that gets put in those, those boxes. Yeah. Years ago, you might remember that uh, having a, a gas, like a big lighter, cigarette lighter, was illegal to take on airplanes. Well, it turns out that you can take a single lighter on an airplane right now. Don't ask because of the potential for wreaking havoc. But one of the stories I heard from an insider is, well, gee, at the TSA we had hundreds of these things being dropped off every day at major airports. How do you dispose of hundreds of lighters yeah. filled with, with fuel? It was a hazard for them. So one of the ways to get around that is, well, gee, we do a risk assessment. We figure out that having a single lighter is okay. We get rid of the problem of disposing of thousands of these things. No one's tried to hijack an airplane with a big lighter. Everybody's cool. Interesting. Interesting. So how do you get your information? A lot of what I have on the site is actually open source, public information. Okay. There is a tremendous amount of information about safety, about security, about policies, about laws in various jurisdictions, which you can get online. And a lot of the organizations that are behind, in the case of aviation, NTSB and FAA, are very forward about putting their information in full reach of the public. Even when it comes to marijuana rules in Washington and Colorado, I had no problem within yeah. a few minutes tracking down more than enough information to boil down all the minutiae into a few pages that could act as a handy-dandy guide for your average passenger. Yeah. Well, your site is so interesting. It's got so many, uh, so many great tips and, and ideas and so many different topics um, from fear of flying to, to baggage and those kinds of things. Um, what's some of the information that you intend to add in the future? Well, as the rules for marijuana roll out in both Washington State and Colorado, and there's more experience of people traveling, that will definitely be an area that will be added onto because there will be things that I hinted at there, but I don't know which way it will go. For yeah. example, I thought of the, the hypothetical. What if you're flying into this country from outside the U.S.? You're not a U.S. citizen. You go through passport control and customs and border protection and ask you, well, gee, why are you visiting the United States? Well, I came here to legally smoke recreational marijuana in Colorado. Could be perfectly truthful. Absolutely legal in the state of Colorado. But since it's still illegal on a federal level, it's conceivable that customs and border protection could turn you right around the border and force you to fly back to your country of origin. Wow. Now, I'm not saying that people should lie. I'm just saying that one should be aware that one of the many gray areas that exist right now is what happens if someone honestly says they're coming to participate in something quite legal, but at the federal level, it's illegal. Now, it's not the same thing as, let's say, someone coming to Vegas saying, I'm coming to, to, to Nevada to go to the Bunny Ranch to legally participate in prostitution. Well, there is no federal prohibition against prostitution. Right. There are only state prohibitions, so that's not going to be something that will ding you. But marijuana, that's an open question. That's right. That's right. Well, interesting. This is this is just such a helpful um, website, airsafe.com. And and I appreciate the fact that that you were thinking about about what's gonna happen with with marijuana tourism, because that's really what this is about. This is about people who 
um, are excited about the prospect of coming to Colorado or Washington State to be able to participate in um, in the, the very interesting purchasing and partaking of, of recreational cannabis and then and then what happens and then what do you do with it? Um, we've talked a lot about um, and have heard a lot about um, cars getting pulled over at the border and um, and those kinds of things. But flying has been something that, that really hasn't been talked about quite as much um, because certainly people are told not to bring um, marijuana out of Colorado, but but people do things that they're told not to do all the time. So this is a really helpful site to to remind people that that there are rules and laws in place, and here's what they look like. And there are other issues that I really didn't think of myself until I looked at the recreational marijuana side of things, which is, and I took it for granted, medical marijuana is under the very same rules as recreational marijuana when it comes to the federal government and aviation. Absolutely not allowed on airplanes, even if you have a prescription. And I found that rather surprising, but that's the way it is right now. And for the foreseeable future, it's not going to change. So, and again, I don't get this kind of feedback from passengers. Maybe I will now that I'm on iCannabis Radio. I haven't gotten a lot of things from my airline complaint um, system. People saying, well, gee, I had a legal prescription for medical marijuana, and they stopped me from taking it on the airplane. I haven't heard of it. doesn't mean it's not happening. Now, well, your group might have much more information about that, and if, if so, by all means, share it with me. Well, I mean, I think part of my, the issue may be that there is no such thing as a prescription for marijuana. Um, there's a recommendation that a doctor makes, so they, it doesn't have the same kind of protections that prescription medication has. Um, so it's it's simply a a note from a doctor that says, yes, indeed, I think marijuana could possibly help you with X condition. Um and so, and so it, it isn't put in the same category as, as t- typical pharmaceutical medications. Um, and, um, you know, for, for, I think a long time, there was a, there, there wasn't as big of an issue about, um, about people, about, about TSA looking at marijuana because they had so many other things to look at. But now that, that people are coming to Colorado or potentially coming to Colorado just to, participate in marijuana tourism, um, it, it begs the question. And, and when, when a question is asked, an answer must be, must be given. If there's no question asked, there's no answer given. So, so now we've, we've opened that, we've opened that box and, and the answer has to be, you know, there's not, there's not a way to fly. And, and in fact, we're not going to tolerate it. And there might actually be with existing TSA regulations, some restrictions for marijuana-related paraphernalia that would be not allowed as, as mm-hmm. carry-on baggage. For mm-hmm. example, uh, there's a rule that basically says you can have a hand tool up to about seven inches long, a branch screwdriver, that sort of thing. But what if you have a metal pipe system of some sort that's a foot long, and conceivably you can grab one end of it and bang someone over the head with it? You bring that in your carry-on bag, the TSA might say, well, gee, you can't carry this as a carry-on. You either have to check it or you have to dispose of it. Well, if you bought some item that's 12 inches long, costs you a couple hundred dollars, and it has to be discarded, you'll be uh, pretty upset. That's right. So, which is not even a marijuana thing, but just having a general understanding of the kinds of restrictions to look out for. And again, I'm not trying to give people an encyclopedic knowledge. Right. But if you know that, well, gee, the seven-inch rule, how do I get people to remember that? Well, somewhere on my site, if you look hard enough, there's a place where I put a... Uh, $100 bill next to a tool. $100 bill, in fact, all U.S. currency is about six and a quarter inches long. So I say, hey, if it's oh. longer than a $100 bill, 
it might not be allowed if it's made out of metal. So you don't have to carry really a rule helpful. with you, you just have That's to whip right. out some money. That's perfect. That's really helpful. That's really helpful. Well, Todd, we... from, from, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. From the safety world that I was in for a number of years, a lot of safety, a lot of uh, managing risk is about the constant and systematic application of common sense. And one of the common sense things I have to keep in mind all the time is that we're not talking about experts who are actually the ones who make safety happen. It's the people who are in the field actually uh, performing the task or experiencing uh, life as an airline passenger. Their actions contribute to having a safe and risk-free or at least low-risk flight for everyone. And doing things such as, gee, what are some things I should not do in the airplane? For example, don't be intoxicated in the airplane. What are some things, and here's where I have to think out of the box. Once you get on the ground in Colorado, what are a couple of things you should a passenger, as a passenger, should know to make sure you don't do something stupid or you know less than ideal? For example, laws might be changing soon, but as I understand it right now, most banks don't allow transactions that are related to any kind of marijuana business. Business. So conceivably, if you want to buy marijuana, safest thing to do is to take cash. Right. Well, that's all very good for us, but what if you're coming from overseas? How do you get a lot of cash? Well, an experienced world traveler knows how to get cash in whatever country they land in. But I'm writing from the perspective of a first-time traveler who may not have gone out of the country, their country, to the U.S., right. who may not have friends who have done this. Right. So I give them practical advice like, hey, you know, you can change it in the money-changing stations in the airport, and you can do it in major tourist areas of, of, of major cities, or if you have an ATM card, often you can put it in the ATM system that's uh, compatible with the system you have in your home bank and take out lo- local currency right there. Has the added advantage of if you take it out at an ATM, no one's going to suspect that you're doing something with it like buying recreational marijuana. And again, if you're coming from overseas, the last thing you may want for a whole lot of countries is a paper trail that says, hey, I might have been engaged in recreational marijuana while I was here in Colorado. I mean, you go back to Pakistan or uh, Iran, who knows what might happen to you. That's right. Absolutely. Well, I think your your site is fantastic. And I and again, I appreciate your, your thinking really laterally about, about all the different aspects of what a traveler would need to know, um, including including traveling with cannabis. Um, and we wish you the best of luck. Um, and I, I hope that you get a lot of exposure. Um, and we will definitely send people your way to visit airsafe.com. You know, we may have to have you back on actually every couple of months for the, the, the <laughs> cannabis cups. You know that we'll broadcast out something special for the cannabis cups, especially the stuff here in Denver because that's right. They get huge, and tons of people need this information. So we we, we might be contacting you again soon. Well, in my role as a special contributor for transportation for Al Jazeera America, I'll do my uh, bit to uh, spread the word about what you're doing at iCannabis Radio, and maybe I can have some of those folks get in touch with you. And so you can give your message to a broader audience as well. Absolutely. And um, as a parting uh, word, we want to um, to say that we are behind you 100% in your third running of the Boston Marathon uh, this well, thank April. Thank you very much. Um, I am a huge runner myself, and Boston has always been on my bucket list. I'm just... <sighs> this is the year to do it right now. No, it's this too- year. As a, as a third-time runner, the first few times I was what they called a bandit, meaning I didn't register anything. I just showed up on race day. Uh-huh. It's, an, uh, it's unlike any other race I've run. It's like being in a 26-mile parade yeah. where you want floats. And the high, one of the highlights for me, Wellesley College is about at the 12-mile point. They have a tradition. 
Yep. Coadjutor Wellesley line up on either side of a of the road, and they cheer everyone on like they're a rock star. And here it is. I'm coming by two hours behind the leaders. The leaders have already finished the race, and I'm just coming up on Wellesley. Yep. And they're cheering me like I'm Mick Jagger. It's like you know, <laughs> endorphins cool. kicked in like you wouldn't believe. That's fantastic. That's that awesome. is fantastic. <laughs> Tell us what charity you're running for. Uh, the Boston Library Foundation. And if you're interested in learning about what we're doing there or learning about my, uh, my efforts, uh, marijuana. Uh, excuse me, not marijuana. <laughs> Marathon.airsafe.com. Marathon. You want to know about marijuana and travel? It's marijuana.airsafe.com or cannabis.airsafe.com. Oh, here we thought we won. <laughs> well, yeah, we have, we have got in his head. Oh. That's wonderful. Uh, Todd Curtis of airsafe.com, thank you so much for being on iCannabis Radio tonight, and we will definitely have you back. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Good night. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break, um, provided we don't disconnect our entire world. Um, I'm Georgia. I'm Jeremy. We'll be right back. Hi. And we're back. Hi. I'm that way. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) It's Monday so, night, damn it. So, right? High. What are you supposed to do on Monday night? Exactly. So, off air, we were talking about, um, and thanks again, uh, Todd Curtis of airsafe.com. It is, it is so interesting how many people who are not kind of intimately involved in the cannabis movement have found themselves involved in the business, involved in the law, involved in all kinds of aspects, just based on the fact that things have changed. And so... Um, uh, the cannabis world is bumping up against all kinds of different arenas that it hasn't in the past. I mean, here's someone who, who has a, an informational website about, about air travel and, and because of tourism and potential tourism in Colorado and Washington state felt that it was the right thing to do to add information for travelers about that kind of thing. And, and, and clearly Todd did his homework. I mean, he really, he really, knew some good information and had some a good handle on what the current um, rules and regulations and laws are in, in Colorado to be able to help his, his readership. Right. And that, and it's nice when, when people with this kind of, of valuable, um, God, I mean, there's so many words to choose from assets, commodities, you know, I mean, this, this kind of tool right here, we would not likely know about if, if there wasn't that bit of crossover, uh, and it wouldn't be there had had these people not be crossing over. And so again, you know, this is that that was nice. It was real nice to listen to him. I, I found that it's like, okay, I don't have any questions. I just want to listen. For more information about recreational marijuana issues in Colorado, please visit iCannabisRadio.com. For more information about air travel and marijuana, please visit marijuana.airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.